0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Dawn Day, and you're listening to the Vitamin D Podcast with Dawn Day. As you've probably guessed, I'm your host, Dawn Day, here to shed some light on your life through inspirational conversations and insights with some of your favorite celebrities, industry professionals, and people like you and me. You know, today I was thinking on what it means to take the first step towards your dreams. See, you know, oftentimes the first step is the hardest. Resistance, you know, like just even to get up to go run. And it's mostly about putting on your dang on shoes, putting on your clothes and getting out the door. How about that resistance to writing your novel? Simply just picking up the pen, getting a piece of paper and writing, or sitting at your laptop and just typing out the first sentence about that resistance (laughs) about not wanting to start that business because now you're going to have to learn how to write that business plan and all you have to do is just simply ask a mentor Google the term or check me here how about the resistance to making your own podcast And it's just simply not wanting to write down the plan of the episodes, Googling the free apps available for you to record, simply just making the time. But see, here's the thing that I understand about taking the the steps towards dreams, because I'm in the process. It's just about doing a little bit, just a little, little, little bit. You know, just taking that first step to get the ball rolling. You may have heard, inch by inch, life's a cinch. And then yard by yard, life is hard. See, once you take the first step, the hardest part is out the way. So what is it going to take from you to get to that moment of desire, to that moment of action? What does it take for you to see your vision and to make it real? Hmm. Those were my thoughts when I sat down to talk to today's guest, Trell Woodbury. Trell Woodbury is the creator, writer, producer, director, and stars in the new digital series, For the Love of Jason, available now on allblack.tv. And um, just for a little disclosure, I do show up in episode two. So look (laughs) out. So I sat down to talk with Trill about the importance of writing the vision and making it plain. Why it's important to tap in, tap, tap in, (laughs) and what it truly means to let go and let God. So without further ado, it's time for your dose of vitamin D. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. Hello.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Mr. Woodbury, how are you doing? Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. How are you?
0: I'm good. You know, uh, people have been saying like, Dawn, it seems like everything's good. And it's like the fact of the matter is, it's always good, even the bad times, because um, with so many transitions and these amazing things happening in my life, you know, I had some trials and tribulations, but I'm still here.
1: Amen. Same here. And
0: listen, you sitting here on my dream on the Vitamin D podcast, so I'm I'm count it all joy. I'm good.
1: Good. Yeah, we're definitely glad to be here. <laughs> See your face.
0: How you doing?
1: I'm great. I can't complain. Made it to 2021. Hello. A lot of things are happening despite you know the pandemic, but hey, we're here and we're pushing.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so interesting. I just love when you said 2021, it was like, you know, this 2020 we won. and, you know, I've been talking to people on the podcast about, uh, you know, 2020 gave us what we were looking for. They gave us this vision. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about, you know, I study improv at the Groundlings and I have my improv group called Cosmic Forest and we always instill this thing about a yes and. And so 2020 gave that vision and you have to be really ready to stand in the fact of whether you want to receive it. And now this is the and person. This is the and one. And we were playing basketball, right? right? This is the time, the action to score, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So you relocated down to uh, Atlanta. How is it treating you?
1: It's good so far, you know, Um, it's a little bit more open in LA. So it makes things a little bit easier. Um, but still, you know, of course the rates are still jumping up or whatnot, but I'm closer to family. So that makes it a lot better. Um, my sister lives here and my mom is in South Carolina. So I'm able to travel back and forth and be around family during this crazy time, um, which is important, you know, cause out in LA, I have friends there, but it's nothing like them. And it, it made it a little bit easier for me.
0: Mm hmm. Especially when you're such in a season right now and we're going to get to this season of um, (laughs) your fruit being buried on the tree. It's nothing just to go back home just to show you how you just rooted and having that connection. Yeah. And um, I'm so excited to talk about how you've been able to tap into that source because I come across a lot of people that talk about they got a vision. They have a dream about what they want to do and they're like, well, how do I get this started? And... Uh, as we're going to, we're going to embark and talk about your show for the love of Jason and talk about how that vision, uh, you shook me. I saw a recent interview of Mm -hmm. you on IG live Mm -hmm. and you said, well, wait a minute. Uh, this was probably something that was just a dream and you just decided to write it down and people were like, well, how did you get there? And you were like, it was my faith. And you said, I'm a man of God. But before we get there, Talk to us about who you are in this project, For the Love of Jason, that's on UMC. <laughs> well,
1: my name is Frel Whitberry. I'm a creator, an artist, um, just someone who loves to express myself. I love people, follow God. Um God. And my project for the love Jason that, you know, I'm gracious enough to have you be a part of. Thank you. It um, was just a bear the fruit of a vision that God gave me. Um, it started out, I was in a crazy, crazy depression. Let me back up a little bit. I'm from South Carolina. Hey. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I have a degree in computer science. So I, I moved out to California in pursuits of entertainment for working in engineering. So therefore, I had a pretty pretty decent job, I would say. So I didn't have the struggle as most in the beginning. Um, so when I first moved there, I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm not fulfilled. I know this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. But, you know, coming from the South and, you know, it's like you should be happy. You should be grateful that you're an engineer, mm. that you got this. But then whenever you know something that's not being fulfilled on the inside. What you say? <laughs> I was like, you know, I I remember being at work, talking to God one day, and I'm just like, something has to change. I know I I felt empty, you know, and I was doing music. I I came out singing. Uh, I was signed with an independent label.
0: True, you can sing. (laughs) <laughs> don't think that you are going to leave this episode, <laughs> this conversation and not going to drop me a one, two, three and make sure we remember to get that. Okay. Here's
1: here's back. Long, 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 long time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I always knew I was going to get into acting, creating, because I'm a writer, you know, I wrote my own music and then I was at work and I'm like, all right, I knew things just always seemed to come to me pretty easy. Um, like growing up and I was like, you know what? I felt like I had to go through a struggle.
0: Mm. It
1: was the weirdest thing to me because I remember talking to God and I was like, I know I got to go through some things before I get to where I'm supposed to be. But I didn't expect it to hit me so hard. (laughs) So... What
0: do you mean by that?
1: Um, Well, everything shifted. I got what I asked for. You know what I mean? I spoke to God and I was like, look, I'm not fulfilled. And I know I gotta go through some stuff, you know, and then he took me through it. What did um, you go through, Trail? I ended up losing my job. Um, I ended up just trying to hustle. And the thing was, before I really went full force in entertainment, things would just come to me. Like I would just get a gig here, a gig there. But when I decided to fully commit to it, I couldn't get nothing. So when from that, then I went through the struggle of trying to survive in L.A. with no money, mm. um, whether I'm going to go back home, whether I'm going to stay here. So I just went through a real dark place, uh, started losing friends, all the relationships. Of course, you know, in California, as long as everything's good, you got friends. But whenever you start going through a rough season, you start really finding out who's there for you. And I realized I was like, Oof, OK, this is an awakening. But what it did was it brought me closer to God. And made my relationship with him stronger because I had to depend on him. Come on, and understand where where everything comes from. Come on. So literally, I had no one to turn
0: to Hello. but him. Like
1: no family, nothing. So the relationship started going bad. Like career was going bad, and then I just found myself in this really dark depression. Then afterwards, I just started questioning a lot of things with life because. I ended up losing two of my closest friends in the same year.
0: As far as friendship or friends, no, uh,
1: like dying. Like two of my one of one of my friends uh, got in a motorcycle accident, died. Like, and this was like my closest friend since I was in school, like a kid. Um, So there was that, and then there was one of my uh, frat brothers that was like a big brother to me, like a mentor. He died. They both died in the same time, and then a very close cousin. So it was just kind of like within two month increments of each other. So it was just kind of like, and then I was so financially um, challenged (laughs) that I couldn't even make it to one of the funerals. So then it's just kind of like, okay, so something has to shake like God. like,
0: And what was that shift to make you turn?
1: Well, that moment I went through a really, really, really dark place and I just kept talking to God and Dealing with them and just kind of like, and then I remember one day I was laying in my bed and, you know, I was still writing, trying to get gigs here and there. And I created another series that I was going to try to pitch. And I created the series and I looked on Deadline. The same idea got picked up by the same producer I was trying to get the idea to. So at this point, I'm frustrated. So I'm like, you know what? I can't win
0: for losing. The same Deadline that your 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 series got featured in, Right. Right. Okay, we'll <laughs> back. Okay, I just want to make note. <laughs> Won't he yeah. do it?
1: Okay. Right. Full circle, and then I'm like, all right. Well, I said, God, okay, if I'm not supposed to be here, if this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, let me know. Am I supposed to go back to Carolina and give me a regular job? That mm. life, like I just need to, you know, I, I I'm tired of trying to figure it out by myself, and I'm just depending on you, and I'm letting go of everything. So then God just started talking to me that night and he's just like, you know, you're talking about your past and I gave you so much in your present to work with. What you, And literally, I had so much things that was just on me. Like, I mean, it was the most randomest things that kept happening, which you see some important love, Jason. Um, but it was just things that were happening like this. This can't be life, you know? And he, God's just like, use that. So I mentioned it to one of my friends and I started, you know, and he thought it was funny. And I'm like, this isn't funny. This is real life. You know, like this is my life right now. It's just all over the place. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead. And I got up that night. I wrote the treatment in less than an hour because I had so much on me. Like just all the things that I was going through, like um, in my relationship, in like my career, everything. So, you know, as you see in the Love with Jason, it's just like everything is kind of like, falling down on him at one time Mm -hmm. and it's just pressure and I just had so many things that was just stories that I had like you've only seen a glimpse of it you know what I mean that I had that I just let out in this treatment so after that I was just like okay let let me go ahead and push the project and then I, I spoke to some people and they were like, oh, you know what? That's a dope idea. I can get you a meeting with this network, that network. You know how to go. Well, wait,
0: you got to tell us. What was the idea that you came that you're fishing around?
1: Uh, for Now, that's where it, Well, Before it was for the love of Jason, the show was called The Man's Perspective. Mm. So, like, the thing is, and I guess it's a little segue, <laughs> No one ever thinks about the thing that men go through, especially black men. You know, we always looked at it like as an object and never like, oh, we got feelings too. You know, we go through dark times. We need someone to have our backs. And it's a lot of pressure on us because we're expected to hold everything up. You know what I mean?
0: I had that conversation with Anthony Hamilton. We talked about that because with his song, Mercy, he said, you have to realize the pressure. Where can you turn where you can feel? And his song was such an combination of having strength and vulnerability.
1: Right, you know? And one of my favorite singers, by the way. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of like, I I felt like no one understood me. Um, And I just wanted to kind of like, I just got it out through writing. I was like, I'm gonna just put it out here. And it was like therapeutic for me to write all of this out. So I just started writing it out. Of course, like all the meetings that I thought I was supposed to get never happened.
0: How did you know that you were writing it correctly? Because sometimes people get in a situation and they're like, oh, I don't have the information. I got to wait. I got to have the intro first. Then I'll have the, the meat of it. And then I'll have the ending. How did? What was that process like?
1: God gave me the word and I went for it. Like He was like, do it. And I went in there with all trust, without any doubt that it was going to happen. I just went forward with it. Because the thing is, people are always going to have an opinion. No, nope, Someone is going to always find a way. Well, you should have did it that way. You should have did it this way. And it's like, no, I'm doing it my way. The way that it was revealed to me, you know? And what Hello,
0: I- wait, hold on. Hold on. So wait, I, gotta segue. I got a segue. No, not extension. Right <laughs> here, what you're talking about, um, you know, I say this, how I've said this in the past is that sometimes you have to treat people as if you have a white outfit on because you don't lean everywhere. You don't put yourself in different situations that are going to get you, quote unquote, dirty with their negative viewpoints, with their their approach, with their energy. You have to think about how can I still exist without being affected? So you kind of keep a distance. So this is when you started grabbing my attention. I started uh, recording. I want to play an excerpt. And here is where you were exactly talking about how your faith and how you are a man of God and you are particular with the company that you keep. Right. Because birds of a feather flock together. Exactly. Okay. So take a listen to this.
1: Man of God, and I believe in faith, you know, and trusting, trusting God's word, and very optimistic, and just watching the people that's in your ear. When you feel like there's a lot of negative people, just kind of talking, bringing you down, your energy, they're not optimistic. I had to remove myself from a lot of those people because misery loves company, you know, mm-hmm. and they would be trying to keep you down. And it's a lot of people, and I don't even think they know. But they would just bring, like, so much negativity and, and move, shape my energy. And I was like, yo, I got I to gotta move that. Like, if I'm yeah. on the phone and then you just bringing me negativity, I got to get out of there.
0: Hello. I got to get out of there because I got to save myself. Okay, I'm listening.
1: You know, that's a hard lesson that I had learned over the last couple of years because... Before, I used to let people affect me, their opinions, Mm. and I would just wear it on me. from family members, like everyone, they're they're not going to understand. They're dealing with their own fight. It's your challenge to fight your own.
0: Because it's your vision. You know what I'm saying? It is. And no one else is going to get it. And and it's like, you said it from the very beginning. You said, uh, Dawn, when I was sitting here and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, I had to stop. I had to go within. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that the answer is always to go within what is your desires? We know as a child what naturally comes out, yet we go out and seek. We are rewarded and celebrated when we are ourselves. Right. Yet we're only able to receive it unless someone else gives it to us. Isn't that crazy?
1: No. I'm telling you, it took a lot of therapy um, which was why it was so important for me to show a black man in therapy, not just a black man because I feel like everybody needs to go through therapy, oh. but especially black men because it's such a, a thing like, you know, you don't go to therapy. Or in the black community, it's like you go to church, you know, and it's like God made a therapist for that reason. You know, we need to get some of these things off of our chest. So therapy helped me a lot, you know, doing uh, COVID, during like just me switching over careers, having the confidence enough, reaching back into myself, and it's like a, a muscle in your mind. You know, you work out, you go to the gym to keep your muscles together. That's another muscle that you have to exercise. So the thing is, it was just so important. I feel like that's the most important because if you don't have your mind, you don't have nothing. You know, and just being able to stay on that that track of like, okay, self care. Making sure I'm good because if I'm not good, I can't be good to anybody
0: else. Hello. And I talk about this all the time on this Vitamin D podcast. I I need to start calling this the Vitamin D Lounge because you're going to get some verbal libation that's going to get you excited about your life. But (laughs) hello. Um, (laughs) Because I talk about how you are your greatest asset and it's everything that you're saying, because if we talk about our life bank account. You know, you have to to understand that there are things that you are going to deposit and then you're going to withdraw. That's the yin and the yang. That's the dawn. That's the dusk. You know what I'm saying? That's the rise and the fall. And both are appreciated because one cannot coexist without the other. Right. But in understanding that you are your greatest asset, it is that check in. It's that tap into who you are. And when you're talking about that, and I'm sure if someone, you know, as some people that we're gathering are new to the show, For the Love of Jason, it's about a gentleman in his 30s figuring out love, trying to date, balancing career, family, friends, and an old flame, and feeling the pressures of dating, right? And like you said, uh, this gentleman, and I didn't think about it. I'm so glad you pointed that out because People don't think about that when they think about vulnerability and making sure that they're their greatest asset of going to therapy. You are showing as you are sitting opposite of Tabitha Brown as your therapist. Right. And you're talking about the issues and that, should I say issues, the matters that you're dealing with. Right.
1: Because the thing is, it's just like, and what you'll see, like Jason's character, right? Jason, he, he doesn't want to fail. Mm. And a lot of times, we men, we get in our head, you know, and then we kind of like going in circles because we're just like, all right, I don't want to, you know, do this. And then he has that moment with tapping the tool in the second session with her, and he was just like, I just at the end with his relationship. And it's not just on his relationship, it's with everything. That he he don't want to fail anyone. And it's like he always feels like he has to keep it together. And he's a publicist. You know, they always care about image. So he's not oh. supposed to show. The side of him that's kind of like not together. His job is to keep it together, but he has to go out and, and work on that with his therapist. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things, you know, like I, I have a lot of friends, you know, that go through a lot of things and we talk about it, and they ne- people would people never believe the conversations that we have. And then like some of my female friends, they're like, This, they ask me when they're dating, like, what should I think? And they're like, I never would have thought about it like that. And I'm like, Yeah. You know, and even like after the show, one of my friends was just like, you know, I have to go back and revisit some of my relationships because I probably approached it wrong. Mm. Like, because, you know, the things is we're just taught like certain things like about whenever there's a black man being single at a certain time, it's always like, okay, what's wrong?
0: like and with no kids. I'm not going to say I'm not going to front. I had somebody recently. Uh, I was talking to a family member and talking about a guy like he was in his 40s. It's like what's wrong with him? He doesn't have any kids. Any single. Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing is some of us develop late. Like, then there's that. You know what I'm saying? We never know what circumstance to bring the person to where they are. You know what I mean? But it's just like you have to look at every situation uniquely. But if you just generalize everyone together, then you might be missing out on your 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 one, your mate. Just that's one. You know? And then you
0: see Jason going back and forth and I'm so excited. Like, I just love how this project just came together. Even how you know, we had our introduction on Zoom, but I feel like we connected after I had shot on my first day, and it was like, we just had this, whatever that was, it was like, okay, didn't, the pot, I don't know what happened, but that was supposed to happen, but it's amazing when I think of Sade, and I look at Deshaun, and, and, you know, working with them at A. Smith before, and I look at Kalila, who I was in a play years ago, and sticking to that vision, and like how you're saying these naysayers, how you're saying everything is opposed, I'm I'm so grateful that you stuck with it
1: and, and just to go to go back on a little bit like keeping that that energy and everything around I remember um, we, um Deshaun and I've been friends since I moved to Los Angeles and I remember like just being in trenches and we were talking one day and I was telling her you know I had this idea and just kinda like what I was trying to do and all the things I was dealing with at, at that time and she was sharing some things that she'd been dealing with and I'm like, yo, let's just do it. You know, like let's, let's just
0: do it. Act. Come on. You no,
1: know? and then like in Deshaun, you know, she she's she started out acting as well. We met at acting class. I mm-hmm. she started producing on the side, but she would she was doing non scripted, you know, of course with uh, a song. Smith, yeah. mm-hmm. like, yo, let's just let's just come on board or whatnot. So then she introduced me to Sade. And then when we met Shade to bring her into the team, it was just kind of like really good energy. It was just like the right, you know how something just feels right? Mm-hmm. It felt right. And it was just like the way we were working and moving. And then I brought them on. I was like, well, look, I need a female's perspective in this. Can you all come on as writers as well? And they were like, it was a little hesitation at first. And it was like, yeah, okay, cool. So we, we, we formed the writer's team. I brought in another guy just to kind of have, you know, an objective on different sides. Um, and we, we just knocked it out. And they came on board and we wrote it without even having a um, without even having it picked up yet. The show wasn't greenlit or anything. And they trusted me enough to come in and believe in my vision to come on board. It's it like I was like, let's just write all the episodes. Let's have them done. So whenever we got greenlit by UMC, all the work pretty much had been done. We what just had to go said. in and like, just carve some things around, but we had already did the work.
0: They say if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I don't got to get ready. You were sowing your seed. See, it's so interesting, Trey. Like sometimes I feel like people think like, okay, man, when the opportunity comes, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to get everything together for when it comes. Mm-hmm. But it's like faith without works is dead. And it's not only saying you just do it. You have to act as if you are you know, God doesn't appoint to disappoint. So, why are you waiting for somebody to crown you rather just walking in than your glory, walking in it?
1: Literally walking in it. Like, I, the only thing I had was what God told me. You know what I mean? In this situation, there was nothing. I'm like, I just, and I'm one of those people like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it.
0: Come on.
1: And like, I'm like, it's, it's got to happen. Like, it's, it's got to, you know what I mean? And I was just fortunate enough to have the team I had to come on board and we we just went at it and the doors just opened. And I remember having a little, we a little moment of doubt for a second because I was like, damn, I done brought them on like, and we don't work in the script and now, like, no no doors open in the shop. And then the door opened and next thing you know.
0: Wait, why didn't you give up? When you, when you felt like your door was not about to open, what made you keep going?
1: Trust, faith, and I just knew that God, like, like there, I, everything, God didn't put me in this position for no reason, you know? And things were revealed to me a while back. <laughs> and like.
0: You better testify. You better tell us what happened. There's somebody <laughs> out here who's looking for this message. What happened? There are plenty of people that just stopped. Why didn't you stop?
1: Because I trusted his word in his promise.
0: What was the vision that came to you?
1: That I was gonna open doors for others. I was gonna be a creator. I could mentally see it.
0: Really? What did it look how? You like people always talk about the video. What did it did you see it? Did you hear it? To
1: go a little bit deeper, I I always help I have a lot of friends in the industry and I've always helped with projects. Mm. And when I when I would help them with stuff I knew, like I was like, some people just don't get it. And it just came to me effortlessly, you know? And I'm just like, okay. But the opportunity never opened up. It just didn't seem right. And I just felt like I was always being looked over. But God kept saying, you know how I operate in your life. Come on. And literally, he just kept, like, anytime I would feel like giving up, he would just slip in a reminder. And I would always follow him and search him and look for him to come to me and talk to me in some way or form and he always did. And I remember, I remember I went to, uh, remember when Tyler Perry had his, uh, his his studio opening?
0: Mm-hmm, the grand, yeah, Shabam.
1: That woke something up in me, like, cause it was, and it was, and it was just like, I, I knew, you know? Like, and then it was just trying to get self, but I knew what I was capable of. And it was almost like me being scared of myself.
0: Come on.
1: And then it was just like at that moment, I was like, nigga, go. Just just do it.
0: That's that thing where people talk about being afraid to be great. Like people, like a friend, like we can ask for these things we want out of life, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's this thing of procrastination because it's not like you're not expecting it. But you said something earlier is about. What happens when you get everything you ask for having the capacity to hold it? Because sometimes we want it, but are we? you really ready to G up and hold it? Right.
1: And then when it comes, you got to be ready to go through that that battle. You know what I mean? Because I went through, you know, my depression was so long and no one knew I was depressed because I, I have a good poker face.
0: How do you know that you were depressed? from
1: 2011, 12 up in, and I would say up until like 2018.
0: How did you know?
1: I just knew I wasn't right. Like I felt like I was just existing for a while, mm. you know, like I was in such a dark place. Um, I started like secluding myself from people, you know, Um <sighs> it's just kind of like I went through the wilderness and like through that, it made me come closer to God because the minute I would like open myself up to a situation, I would get hit with something else. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, then I just started like creating this shell around me, you know? And, And during that time, I'm like, okay, this can't be it. And then just started talking to God, dealing with him and, for a while, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was just kind of like, why am I even here? You know? Um, and it's all of a sudden, like, he's just like, okay, now it's time. Mm. You know? And when that light switched on.
0: Wait, say it again. The when the what?
1: And that light switched on. Okay, I, I, I was in the dark. I was in the dark for a very, very long time. Um, I mean, and then all of a sudden, he just came to me and talked to me. And then when he talked to me, when that night, literally, when I got up and I started writing that treatment, everything just started releasing out of me because I had became to the place of frustration. Mm-hmm. Like, I was having a talk with God, like, my conversation, it was aggressive. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, a, oh, dear God. It was like, look, you know, Stop. what's happening? You know? <laughs> um, you keep hitting me with all of this, like, what's what's the purpose? Like, like what's happening, you know? And I, certain things that I felt should happen, he kind of let me know later on. You know how you're going through it, you can't see it? Until so later on, it's like that door wasn't supposed to open. Well,
0: it was supposed to be yours, so don't fo- force it to be open like that. But you don't
1: know when you're going through because you're just like, what's my, you're looking for that break. Mm-hmm. You're, not, I mean, you, you're just thinking like, okay. But it's just always having that underlining trust and faith in God that it's going to happen in the way that it's supposed to happen.
0: Come on.
1: I wanted like certain people, I have a lot of people that's close, that's very successful around me. You know, and I couldn't understand for the life of me, like, why can't I get put on? Because
0: you, you know? can't force the spark that's supposed to light up your life.
1: Well, then also, he don't want anyone coming in and taking his credit. Hello. The way that it came into play, how everything happened, it was nothing but God. There's no way. Like, when people look at certain things, everyone thinks you have to go through this step, that step, that step, that step, that step to get to this one place. And that's not it. Like, whenever he works in a way when you like, that's nothing but God.
0: What you say?
1: Like, you put in that, it's just like, that's the confirmation. That's the confirmation for me right there. When I was so- in a situation where it's like, how? What God. You know what I mean? Like, when it, when it comes to that point, then I'm like, and it's just like, let's go. You know, like, at that point, That's those are the things that when I look back at those small nuggets that he's placed on my journey, like those confirmation nuggets to is going to work itself out and it's going to happen the way that I, you know, designed it to happen. Not the way the trail wanted to happen in his head. Right. Because, you know, for me, it would have happened years ago.
0: But then you're reminded that also that you are also a spiritual being and it's that connection. You said a couple things. So, you know, I'm a believer in God, a higher source, but I don't subscribe to religion. So you will never hear me say, like, I'm a Christian. Do I read the Bible? Yes. Do I see those principles? Yes. But am I going to say Christian? No, because my God goes by many names, which is stated in that book. And, you know, depending on where you are, how you view him, it's just about the love and spreading the word of love. Um, and you' my cousin recently passed, and I had a conversation with her, and it was phenomenal. I've been sharing it, sharing it, sharing it uh she died the the was it New year's day or the day after uh, but here's the Re- thing yes, recently wow sorry to hear that. yeah, and it was on uh, my father's side, so we had really i just got connected with them, but when you were talking about uh the situations and you said, with God it is a word that has really stuck with me in this conversation, how whenever you put anything before God, it becomes negated. It, it's obsolete. It doesn't make sense. You can't count it. Mm-hmm. But if you notice with God, when you place him first, whatever that source, whatever that inner source, that inner you, like you said, you had to flick on the light, this little light of mine. God says the light in the way You didn't say find the potential. You said before I had to tap into something. When you place God first, everything becomes an and. And it's the yes and. It's always an abundance. And whether you want to look at an addition sign or whether you want to look at the cross, it's still to add in your life. And even with speaking, and it doesn't never say what you aren't. It's everything that you are. And here's the thing, Trail. You talk about this level of trust, right? How is it? Can you make sense of it? Why is it that we are more adamant to trust a piece of paper that has a name, a number, an email that says, oh, I've known Dawn Day or I've known Trail Woodbury for three years, four years? When you talk about the work of God, Homie goes for centuries on eons in every language on every four corners of the earth. What do you have to second guess? He is the references of all references.
1: Yes. And and when you get to that place of submitting. What? Everything comes together. Like when you surrender and turn it all over. Because... I literally had to get to the place where I was like, God, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of trying to figure it out. Like, and I've adopted this thing now. Like, anytime something stressful comes <laughs> to me, I'm like, do you think? Hey. Literally. It's like, this is not my burden to carry. Hey. Do you think?
0: Hold up. And he said that I'm going to carry you. He, she, whom I, I, I got you. Right. Let somebody get you because, listen, if the vision came, you just have to keep going. And, you know, here's another thing. I love this. And, and you talked about how you had to write the vision because and why that's so important. And, and, and I still that whether it's a vision board, whether it's just something as that reminder, because when we talk about being a, a spiritual being, having a human experience, there's a conversation and a connection. And it's the same conversation that you're saying when you were in despair, you had to go within. You were tapping in the conversation of physical trail and spiritual trail. Right. And if it's not already out there, physical trail out here tripping like, ah, I want it now. Ah, give it to me, give it to me now. homie up here lying. You speaking bad. You forgot to listen to what spiritual trail told you because that's why you're in this situation. Right. And when you are reminded by everything that's a facet that you are good, Still be tripping, but that means that you're not ready yet, right?
1: Right. You know, and it's just like when I when I look back at just some of the things and just how like God has protected me and carried me along the way. Come on, it's just kind of like best to comfort all the confirmation I need. You know, I remember moving out to California after college, couldn't find a job, and well, to, I'm a PK.
0: Oh wow.
1: So, uh, I grew up always being in church, but never had a relationship of my own, you know? And it wasn't... I grew up Pentecostal, so you already oh, know.
0: Oh, took Four hours, five... Yeah.
1: But the thing is, like, I remember growing up, it was just, like, always oh, about what you can't do, the rules, and they always made it just so negative and everything. And then, like, I remember going to college and just having my own relationship with God. And I had gotten to such a good place, like a good relationship with him, just trusting and everything. And I remember um, going to like right at the college and I couldn't find a job. I was talking to God one day and I'm like, look, you know, I always wanted to do entertainment, you know, still like doubting myself. And then I'm like, should I just move like to California? So I spoke to my cousin and my cousin was like, you can come here for a couple of weeks while I'm here and see if you can find a job. You will probably find something really quick. And I'm like, I'm telling my mom, I'm thinking my mom's going to be like, nah, you don't need to go to California where that's too far or whatever. So when I told my mom, and my mom was like, I think you should go. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, so he hit me. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going. You know what I mean? But I had nothing in concrete, but I was just trusting that God was going to handle everything. Right? I didn't have a job. I'm moving like across the country. I didn't know anybody in California. One cousin that was about to be deported, like within a month or so. So it's just like I had to get this together within a month. And the way I got there, and the way God just placed everything that I needed in my life, you know, I got a job. I got a signing bonus. Like set up. I'm doing my music thing. Like things was just coming, you know. And then I went through a rough patch. But the thing is, I always go back to that moment of how God carried me and brought me through into my next season, and he's going to keep doing that. So, like, when I look back at those things and know the things that God is capable of doing, it's just kind of like it's, it's the evidence is there, you know? And, like, literally I remember going to, the, like, the job fair when I first moved to California with no job or whatnot. I walked into the job fair, and it was like, oh, this isn't for new grads. So I was walking out of the job fair, was I thinking, because I'm thinking I'm going to get a job bartending. I'm like, well, I'll just bartend it. You know what I mean? When I forgot I had another plan. So as I'm walking out the door, they're like, Mr. Woodbury, could you come back? My manager's manager want to speak to you. What? So I was just like, okay, cool. So she's like, okay, let me see your resume again. So she's going down my resume. She asked me like maybe two or three questions. And she's like, I'm going to make you a job offer today. And I'm looking at her and she's like, You didn't think a job you were gonna get a job today. And I'm looking at her like, what? Like it's no formal interviews, just a few questions. And like they gave me a job, a signing bonus, like straight out of college, like making crazy money. You know what I mean? Take took care, like God had, had everything placed for me. And it was just like, how? You know what I mean? Like it it just didn't even like really make sense, but I just knew. That even going before I got there, that he was gonna handle that. Mm. And I went through a season where I kind of went through the trials and I got away from that. So when I got away from that, that's when that wilderness came. And it was like when I went back through that hall. Cause I felt like it was just to make me stronger. He had I had to go through things to make me be able to adapt to, you
0: know what was designed for me. Can you really hold it? See, wait a minute. Hold on. Here's the thing. When you think about it and they say like, you know, the potter's house, right? Mm -hmm. And we ask God to mold us, right? Because even as a being, do you understand that the mold is going to take pressure? You're going to be spinning in circles and confusion, but you got to know that you're rooted. You got to know who has their hands on you. And guess yeah. what? You're going to get a little wet. That might be some of your tears. That might be some of the rainy days, right? And then I'm going to be pressed. i would be conformed. But you got to, what you say, trust the process. And guess what? Even after being so uncomfortable because you're pulling on me, you're pinching me, you're you're carving, you're shaping. You're going to test me under the fire, too? Yeah. Welcome to the potter's house.
1: <laughs> Yo, that, that's, that's so real. You know, like, it's been so many parts. Of, like, you know, like, a lot of times we're like, this doesn't even make sense. You know, like, like, why am I here? So I put it to you like this. Going through, like, trying to find a job to give me flexibility to create was tough, you know? So coming from engineering, that's like a nine-to-five job. So I was like, let me get... In.
0: Making money. Yeah.
1: So I was like, let me get into sales, something that will give me flexibility. You know what I'm saying? I can create on the side or whatnot. And you know, keep food, lights on or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm able to, to where I'm able to live in California, and not be home or something. So I couldn't understand. I was like, like so I ended up working at an HR company. Um <laughs> I didn't I was like well, what like am I just moving all of, Like what am I doing at an HR company? You know what I mean? And it's funny how God works because we he, he moves in a way that you have no idea. Like when I worked at the HR company, I didn't realize he was giving me the skill set of what I need to run my own production company, mm-hmm. to be over people, to oversee a production company. You know what I mean? Like all the things that you, the management of people, how to operate, how to start a business, an LLC. You know, like so I started in a job at an HR company in sales, but I'm going out to different companies showing them how to operate and run your own company. Then it's just like, okay, it, it changed my mindset. It's like, look, you need to be in charge. You know what I mean? And then it was, it's this lady and I don't really <laughs> who I don't, like, you know, people always like, I got a prophetic word for you. I'll be looking like, yeah. But, right, right. Um, and, like I'll be waiting on you to say something that's kind of like a little left side. like, yeah, that negates everything else that you said. And she, she prophesized to me that um, I was going to create opportunities and jobs for many people. Um, wow. She didn't know when I went in to see her, because she's like a, um, she's a life coach. But like, so she didn't know when I went in to see her what I did or anything. So she uh, she just started talking and she just started speaking some things to me that there's no way that, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, so and it was just crazy because I, I have a good, I have my discernment is on point. Like it's on point, point.
0: How did you do okay? And
1: like when I went to see her, I I knew that like because I was like, okay, I felt in my gut I needed to go see somebody mm. just like to get that shit, you know? And she starts talking to me. And she just starts saying stuff that only, like, there's no way that she would, would even know, you know? And then, at first, I'm still, like, testing everything she says to me. I'm like, yeah, okay, you could, you could, that could fit for anybody. That's just generic. So, then she started getting personal. And I was like, okay, you know? So, so I'm, I'm listening. And then she starts, and remember, we, you were saying how did I get to that place of understanding, like, what the purpose is and how did I just know? Mm-hmm. When she was saying this stuff to me, like the chills was just going through me because it was stuff that I already knew on the inside. Come on. I walked away from as a kid, like my dreams and things like that, that she was just resurfacing. And she, and that's when I was like, okay, God, I'm I'm here, let's go. Like, I I get what you're saying. To the point where she didn't know what what I did because she didn't know like my background or anything. And then she was like, a guy's perspective. And when she said that, I was like, wow. Because that the name of that was the name of the show initially. You know what I mean? So when she said that, I'm like, yo. And now, and that's the exact script the guy picked wow. up.
0: Wow. That oh my god. So then what made you change the name then?
1: The network. Mm-hmm. the network, because they, uh and you know me, I'm like, look, you change whatever you want to change, it you come back. Um, but then, you know what, I'm glad that they did change the name of it, because, like, I know a lot of people, you know, they always think, when they hear love, and it's in a romantic way, but that's not always the case. So, with For the Love of Jason, the meaning, for me, is... Jason finding
0: love for himself. Wait, I it, when I said mm, that was me getting it like, it's for the love of you, the betterment of you. Yeah. With your sister, your mother, your friends.
1: Exactly.
0: Your job, taking a chance on your drink.
1: Yes. Finding himself. You know?
0: Oh, isn't that what we're doing in life, Trail? Aren't we finding ourselves? Finding yeah. our way back, Trail, to what you said that you had to get to the mind of a child, Trail. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. So whenever, like at first when they brought the name, I was like, hmm. And then when I thought about it, I was like, yeah.
0: Yes, and. Yeah, like
1: this, this works, like, you know what I mean? Because he's really trying to find himself, you know? He's really, like, his, his love between him and his mom, his sister, like you said, his friends, like everything. And it's, it's just kind of like, so I thought like everything just came together. And the way the project just came together, it was like, God. Like, you know, just how and you, you experienced it with us, just the energy that we had, like the connections on set, the how everyone just got together in jail. Mm-hmm. And I think like the pandemic made it uh, even more. Dope experience because everyone was so bottled up, was so happy to be around people again. It just made people I felt like just low on each other, you know, just kind of like. And we were able to create something that you know I'm proud, and I'm hard, but I'm proud of the show. Come on, know? black man. And it's just kind of like you know now it's just like the, the doors are open, and you know I, I, I've been you know grateful enough to be able to do this project with a lot of friends. Um, and I remember being a little, you know back and forth with it at first because I'm like you know, part of me it was just like, you know how people be like shady and you be like eh. but then I was like, nah, that's not me that's not what I'm about, you know what I mean like that's on them, what they what they do, you know, I remember um, speaking to uh, to Jack A Jack A. Herring, mm mm-hmm. yes. and she's just like, so how many people did you know? And I was like, and I told her and she was like that's what's going to set you apart, you know, as far as going forward and just just like I believe in, in doing people right. And they'll come back to
0: you. Come on. Energy.
1: You know, a lot of times I kind of like I felt like over the years I had to start hardening up because. People always just do you, right, you wrong, whatever you like the nice guy, you always trying to help somebody out. They like take advantage and you start building this wall, this exterior but. I had to bring that back down and just kind of like, alright, you know, I'm not going to be stupid, I'm not going to be ran over, but I'm not going to let what you got going on affect who I am, mm-hmm. you know? So, I just had to kind of like move in a different direction, get away from that, because you know, every now and then you get that moment like, but it's just like, nah, I got to I gotta do right and I would want somebody to give me, I'm doing what I would have wanted someone to do for me, mm-hmm. you know, situation like, give somebody an opportunity or things, like that, you know, thank so that's <laughs> thank you. And like, you know, that's, that's just kind of like the way that I looked at it, but I, I'm really happy with the project. I was, I've been fortunate enough to work with a really dope team over at UMC, like, um, Brett, this mute um, and Nikki, they, they've been like a whole nother family. Like they're like friends with me. This is, this has been a dope experience. Um, just kind of like to go through and how all these people were placed perfectly in
0: this story. In alignment, right? Yeah. So you talked about, you said all these doors are open. Is there a season two, three, four, five? Are we continuing? What's going on? Like, what's happening? Uh, well, hopefully. Wait a minute. Now, you didn't came on here talking about how important it is to write the vision. You sat here and said, Dawn, I wrote out the entire season. Mm-hmm. Before it got picked up, but what you mean? Hopefully, what do you want, Trail? I'm in a business of speaking life. I have life tied in my mouth.
1: Well, I, well I, technically, I can't say that <laughs> if we're green because I don't know if we're green lit for a season two. But i Do planning. you
0: want it? What's the vision?
1: Of course, of course, because okay. there's so much more that Jason has to go through. There's so many more levels. There's so many more things that I want to get across, like, and to help people heal through, like, I remember just, um, like going through my situation, I would have loved to have a show like this to watch, to, Mm -hmm. to go through, like, cause like for me, I love television, right? So like, anytime I get stressed out, something happens, I zone out, I'll just turn on the TV and just escape my life and just fall into whatever's on television, you know? So to be able to look at something and be able to relate, you know what I'm saying, as an African-American male going through some heavy stuff, you know, we, we need to see more. You know what I mean? All of us aren't like the stereotype, you know, like how they try to paint us. Everybody, all of us not thugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, as you can see on the show, everyone is employed. Like, there's no, like, you know, I'm ratchet. It's some ratchet moments, but it ain't really, you know. So those types of things, like good representations, just showing that we're normal people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't see a lot of that on television. So that was one of the things that w- that was important to me, like to kind of get that out. And I feel like there's so much more that I want to explore and kind of show within For the Love of Jason, as well as other projects. But yeah, so season two, For the Love of Jason, we're going to claim it.
0: It's Come on. coming.
1: And uh, I do have some other stuff that I'm working on as well, like in development.
0: Anything else you want to tell us? Any other other things that you can talk about? Because I'm sure listening to your story, I know that I will be sitting I am sitting on the edges of my seats to see what you have next.
1: So there there's another another show that I'm working on right now as an EP. Um and can't really talk about it yet until it's official. Official when, you know, it's not my I didn't create it, but I'm the executive producer um that we're we're pushing forward. That's dope this it's a whole another level. Congratulations. Um, and then thank you. And then also I'm working on a feature as well, a feature film that I'm creating. And it's a, on a project that I started before I did it as a short. And I'm just going to expand it um as a feature.
0: Well now that you uh you're you're actually um Building and creating all these other projects, one can only say that you've been getting great feedback on the show for The Love of Jason. What have they been saying?
1: Yes, um, great feedback. Like, I'm surprised at some of the feedback (laughs) that I'm getting, like, from very hard critics, like people that just ignored me before. Like now they're wanting to open doors for me. Um network is extremely pleased with the project. Um it's, it's been received well. Like I've been getting a lot of th- messages in my inbox. People really tied into the story with their opinions, which you know, it is what it
0: is. Man, you got me when you and uh Carmen went ah, when y'all had a conversation
1: Yeah, some moments, it's some moments in there. Uh
0: I felt yeah. it, I heard you, and I was like, man, I want to be mad at you, then I was looking at her sideways, and I'm like, but listen. Right.
1: Because the thing is, in relationships, sometimes we only can see what we're going through and not the other person. So I feel like if you can show that.
0: Perspective. You know, like my thing
1: is I always want to know why. Like, you know, like when someone responds or act out in a way, what made this person get to that? So like in the future seasons, we're going to dig deeper into the backgrounds of what made Jason so like indecisive, and what made him so—you know what I mean—and what made what made Brian, you know, kind of oh. deal the way he deal, and we kind of touched on a little bit with his I don't relationship. Know what
0: his deal is? Because I got confused at first. I thought it was an error. Then I was like, oh my gosh! And then at the end, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, the thing
1: is. Uh, we touched on a little bit. I don't know if you picked it up. But like oh, I him. did it.
0: Oh, I heard it. Uh-huh. His mom issues,
1: you know, like things like that because how we deal in relationships and this is probably a whole new project but how we deal in relationships deals so much with our childhood and how we were brought up. And, who- and we're just like grown kids trying to really handle all those issues we had from a kid. You know, like, and it's just like for me going to therapy, it took me a lot to realize what made me move the way that I move, you know what I mean? Like, in relationships, and I'm like, yo, why am I so, like, unattached and things like that? Like, what, but it's rooted from my childhood, you know what I mean? So, like, those those reasons why, it kind of it makes you a little bit more empathetic on the person, opposed to judging them. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, so opposed to just being upset with the response and the, the you know, the aftermath, what made this person get there? Like, cause that's somebody hurting and they're just acting out.
0: Come on. Yes.
1: You know? So it's just kind of like, that's, and that's the other part like of the therapy going in. And a lot of times you can't go to a parent or a family member. Cause they're probably part of the reason why you, the way that you are anyway.
0: You know, I want to go to therapy. I've thought about it. Um, uh, my mother died. Like it'll be, uh, what is it? Is this 2021? So it'll be eight years. Wait, what is it? She died in 2012. So it'll be nine years, you know? And I think even without some process, one, understanding who I am and just as I'm developing as this woman, because I'm approaching the age where I met her, meaning when she gave birth to me, but then also of not fully understanding if, I went through the grieving process and like you said, like putting it on screen, I think it was so important because a lot of people don't realize why it's important to talk it out. And for you to sit here and testify to say, yo, when I went to therapy and I realized a lot of the things that happened to me in my younger years is why I am who I am. Kudos to you.
1: It's it's so real. Like it's the most... And, and a good therapist, too, because you can go to a therapist and it might not be the right person for you. So I say, like, whenever you go, if it doesn't feel right, then just try out a couple. But okay. like and be open to the process.
0: What's the process? Like, go up there and look and then go. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> know. Right, no, I'm, know? I said it in a funny way, but, you know, that's I don't know how you look for a therapist.
1: Um, well, you can ask for a reference or you can just kind of like go through your, your insurance carrier yeah. and see, you know, who. And I, I, I found a therapist and a life coach. The life coach was referred by a friend who I trust. Um, and I was just like, Okay. And then I'm, I'm a little iffy, like going to a therapy, a therapist well, a life coach who's dealing with some other friend, because I'm like, is that too close or whatever? But
0: right, yeah,
1: but it it was cool, it was totally cool, and you know, the situation was definitely unique. But I I just think that you know that therapy is is so important. You know, like I felt like I wish I would have done it a long time ago, and I would have probably been a lot further ahead. Um, just things, and I've always. Bought into you know you know black people don't go to therapy right. that whole situation and like you said like the whole grieving process that's interesting because my, my father passed back in in 1998 mm-hmm. um, and I remember going to therapy and I had never properly grieved um, and I never had closure with my father and it was a lot, it was, it was a lot packed into that. You know what I mean? So whenever I opened it up, I remember when I walked out of that office and it was the life coach, I would say more so in that situation felt, I felt like somebody just took a 10 ton stone off of me. Like, because I was carrying so much that I I had no clue. I, I just didn't know because I was so adapted to just rolling with the punches and not really like, Oh, I'm good. You know what I mean? It's nothing that's really going on. But when you're forced to dig deeper and like really figure out like, why do I feel that way? What makes me move that way? Then you start realizing like, and how it affects all of your other relationships. That's like,
0: come on. Cause it's an extension of you.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, it, it was, it was tough. You know, like I remember just going through like one thing and I was just like, it was weird because I, I didn't grow up like really hearing, I love you. So for me, it, it was, I remember my mom's first time telling me that she loved me. I was on my way to college and I was like, it messed up, I was, like, what, what's happening here? Like I was so uncomfortable, you know? And, but then on the flip side, my father always told me that he loved me, but I felt that he never really did. But I felt like my mom did love me, and she never said it. So in my psyche, you know what I'm saying. Growing up and like in a relationship, I might not. Is you, I'm not going to be saying I love you, but I feel like my actions. Should, you should know that I love you by my actions. Mm-hmm. But that you know, certain everybody don't understand that. So okay. being able to kind of like understand, like giving that because I remember my first, it was one of my first relationships in college. She's like, do you even like me? You know, I'm like, what? You know, but I had to realize like you, what you have in your brain as far as how to show emotion and stuff doesn't necessarily work. <laughs> you know, and then you had to work through that dysfunction of it. Mm-hmm. So then gradually start that that around, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you did step into that and do the work. Because like you said, like, I love how you set the opportunity of how Tyler helped switch the light on and you know he spoke about it. I think it was at the Oscars he said you know rather than trying to to find my seat at the table he said I'm going to build my own table right and bam and because you know and I think that's what we have to realize when um, when we talk about purpose and uh, when we talk about this thing and I, I talk about it that's what the name of this podcast is vitamin D mm-hmm. it's about something that you can't live without it is the light of your life it's that that intuition. It's the spark. It's the inspiration. It's your why. If we break it down, we say it, energy all the time. Right. We say it's the energy. So I appreciate that you decided to take a chance on yourself. And, you know, I'm just hoping that people realize, like, why is so important to take a chance on yourself? And somebody like yourself, you are scared. You're confused. You don't know. But you want to, you know, make sure you go in and, and understand, like, you're here for a purpose. Right. And to only understand the reason of your purpose is that you have to treat it with care. And that's remembering who you are and loving on yourself. And for the love of Jason, for the love of you, what you gonna do, boo? Right.
1: Hey, and and, and always checking in with yourself too. Whenever you feel like, all right. I'm feeling a little rusty, like I'm starting to feel like I'm shifting back and moving backwards. Like I recently went through that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, all right. I felt like myself going backwards opposed to forward. And I'm like, all right, let me, let me change things. You know what I mean? Like in the thoughts and just also just the outside, just kind of like moving some of that stuff that's on the outside that's trying to get into my head and things like that just important, you know what I mean? So it's just like, all right, it's time to work it out again.
0: Tap in. Right, 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 right. Tap, tap, tap in. All right. Wow. And, and, you know, just remember, like, I had Major, the recording artist on, and he said, um, you can't fail if you don't quit. Yeah. You can't. Nope. And as long as you're alive, you can't quit. Yeah. I used to tell people to put your hand on your chest.
1: Right. You
0: feel that? Purpose beats purpose. Every day you wake up, you have 48,600 chances to live your best life because there are 48,600 seconds in every day.
1: And know that your journey is unique. Come on. You're not going to have the same journey as anyone else. Like, don't compare yourself to what somebody else is doing or you feeling like you should be accelerated way further than you are at the moment. It's just like, no. Like, you, it's designed that way for you for a reason, you know. And just understanding that, because I remember going through a, pit, a phase where I'm just like, "Oh, I should have been so much further along." Mm-hmm. And then you start getting people like, "Okay, what's going on?" Like, then all of a sudden, it's just like, "Oh, okay," you know what I mean? Like, now it's coming together. But like, you know, you just have to. That's whenever you have to start like getting those people out of your ear, like, "Oh, you are a certain age." you still out there trying that little acting thing. You know, how, you know how it goes. Right. And they just don't know. It's just like your break could be like right around the corner.
0: It, it, it's, and it's like you have to remember just like how we look at life and how we're living and how you can be death is right there. Opportunity is always at the corner. All you got to mm-hmm. do is take the step. Right. Right. Hey, that's true. Somebody want to follow you and they want to keep up. Tell us what we can watch for the love of Jason, where we can find you on social media. How can we stay in contact with you?
1: Okay. So you can follow me on Instagram at trail Whitberry. That's T R E L L W O O D B E R R Y. That's on all platforms. of Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook trail Whitberry. Uh, we do have For the Love of Jason. That's uh, the series Instagram as well. Uh, F-T-L-O-J series on Instagram. And then you can watch For the Love of Jason on UMC. Watch UMC. And then as of, I think, next week, it'll be called All Black. Um, the network was changing from UMC to All Black.
0: Come on. And- I saw that when I would turn on the episode and said All Black. I was like, what is this?
1: Yeah, so A L L B L K. Um, so it's going to be a refreshed platform, a lot of new content. Definitely check out For the Love of Jason. I'm quite sure you'll be able to identify with one of the characters at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. Um, it's a lot more to come, and I'm sure we'll be back with season two to do a new recap.
0: Hey Now You gotta leave us With a quote Of inspiration Before you Give us uh, Some of your vitamin D A dose of vitamin D Uh,
1: Be careful How you treat people Because you never know Who has next
0: Hey Thank you True (laughs)
1: Thank you
0: right, you be blessed Keep doing the dream And the vision And keep inspiring People out there
1: right, you do the same
0: on trail hey hey you know um sometimes I think we hold ourselves back by wanting things to be perfect and that's simply a feeling like we gotta have all the ducks in order and not even realizing that ducks don't even walk in order you hear me now I'm still growing in my confidence, in my ability to take risks on myself and to go after what I truly want. And in that process, it allows me to talk to you and interesting people like Trail. It lets me share and speak all the life into the world that might just help somebody to help somebody to help somebody else. That might just help save somebody's life. You got to keep the vision alive. Trail did you don't have to be great to get started. You just have to start in order to be great. Trail started with the vision. What say you? Look at me. I'm doing it right now and I'm doing it. And I'm consistently uncomfortable with trying to be comfortable. Can you take it? And get this. You can do it too. Now, if you want to keep up with Trell, you can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trell Woodberry, T R E L L Woodberry. And be sure to follow his new show, For the Love of Jason, on Instagram at F T L O J Series, now airing on the AllBlack.tv network. And listen, check me out on episode two, okay? Hey! And as always, you can catch us here in your phone or whichever smart device you're using every Monday with more inspiring conversation and inspirational insights. Now, if you want even more vitamin D in your life because this weekly dose is simply not enough, be sure to follow me at Dawn Day Speaks on Instagram and Twitter. And before we go, I just want to close with this one thing. Always remember, you are your greatest asset.